Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. So, you know, it's the holiday time. There are lots of things going on, regardless of what holidays you celebrate. But I was thinking, sort of along the same lines as the 12 days of Christmas, what are the 12 workplace wishes I have? And I got to tell you, I think these are wishes that most people have for the workplace. I want you to think about these from the perspective of both the employer and the employee. I would love for you to pick a couple of them to work on in the new year. Think about which of these 12 wishes sort of resonate with you and see what you can do to put together an action plan for 2023. All right. So in no particular order, number one, my first wish is be kind. We have done a podcast on this topic. We had a ton of great feedback on that. It does make a difference if you are kind. I have made mistakes in the workplace. I have raised my voice. I have expressed frustration. And you know what? It never ends well. Being kind is a critical part of being a good leader and doing the right thing in the workplace. So this goes for everybody, right? I don't care what your role is in the organization. Be kind. Number two, take ownership. I want people to own what they do. If you make a mistake, admit you made a mistake. I don't know if you guys watch the Chrisleys. They're this crazy family from, I think they're from Tennessee, maybe. Um, but the mom and dad just got indicted for uh, tax fraud and all sorts of other things. And they were, they were found guilty and they were sentenced on Monday. And the dad got 12 years and the mom got seven years. And I think they both have like 16 months of probation. But here's what's fascinating to me. The, both their lawyer, which is odd, and the uh, U.S. attorney who prosecuted them said that the judge threw the book at them because they didn't take ownership of what they did. I guess they were like lying about loans and spending money that they didn't have and doing all sorts of things. So they're going to federal prison and their sentences would have been a lot less, it sounds like, if they had just owned what happened. If they had just said, look, we made a huge mistake. We shouldn't have done this. This was wrong. We want to fix it. We want to make up for what we've done. We're, you know, we'll pay back all the money and we just don't want to have to go to prison or we want to have to just serve as little time as possible. They have like a 16 year old, the 10 year old, right? And mom and dad are both going to go to jail. It's interesting. You got to own it. You got to own what you do, right? Number three, invest in your team. Be willing to take the time to talk to them, to collaborate with them, to guide them. If you're a leader in your organization, this is critical. It's an essential function of your job. And even if you're not a leader, you still have a team. The people around you are your team. Rather than gossiping about them or pulling them down, help them improve, right? Support them. Be part of a collaborative effort. Now, I know some of this sounds a little, um, I don't know, Pollyanna. But the truth is, there is so much data out there about what happens in an organization 
when people feel like they are being invested in, right? That their employer, their leaders, their coworkers care about what they do and want to help them succeed. Number four, if you want someone to do something, tell them how you want it done, right? None of us have ESP, or, or at least mine isn't very good. So it's really important in the workplace to let people know what your expectations are. And if you don't like something, you should speak up. If you have a problem with something, you should speak up. Leaders should solicit feedback. It's hard to get that feedback sometimes, but it's critical to running a successful organization. So don't assume that people know what you want or what you need. You've got to tell them. You've got to explain it. You've got to, that's part of investing in the team. Number five, please just follow the rules. If you're supposed to take a rest break, take a rest break. If you're not supposed to work overtime without getting approval, don't do it, right? If you're supposed to give someone a performance review um, once a year, please do it once a year. Don't be late, right? The rules that we set for each other are important. So many of you who listen to this podcast are involved in human resources. You may be employment lawyers. You may be managers and supervisors. Make sure this information that we're talking about here today gets filtered down. Everybody should understand, look, part of why you get a paycheck is you got to follow the rules. You've got to do what we ask you to do, right? Number six, please give credit where credit is due. Don't take credit for something you didn't do. Don't leave someone out of an appreciation email or or conversation you're having, really think about who contributed to the success of a project and make sure you're recognizing everyone. Number seven, stop assuming. I talked about this earlier with number four in terms of training employees. I have folks who assume all kinds of things in our firm. And a lot of times they're just flat wrong. The assumption they made is inaccurate. And I look at that as my fault because I obviously haven't given them enough information for them to actually know what is happening. So you know what they say about people who assume, right? Um, you really can muck things up when you make assumptions about things that you don't have enough information about. So rather than jumping to conclusions and making those those assumptions about a policy or practice or procedure or something that's going on, rather than doing that, you know what? Just be sure that you know what you're supposed to be doing. If you need information, ask for it, right? But don't don't make assumptions. Don't don't judge the workplace by what you think is going on. Judge the workplace by what you actually know is happening, right? Okay, number eight, please mind your P's and Q's. I would not have a job if everybody did what they were supposed to do in terms of their conduct at work. And I'm always sort of blown away. Like, it's not that hard. You don't tell sexual jokes at work. You don't make fun of people's religious beliefs or heritage or ethnicity. You um, don't make fun of what somebody looks like. Like, this is all stuff we learned in kindergarten, right? Remember that book, Everything I Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten? If it's not nice, don't say it. If it's not yours, put it away. Definitely hold hands as you cross the street, right? I mean, these are basic concepts. So 
mind your P's and Q's, behave appropriately. Yes, that means even if you're teleworking. Yes, that means even if you've worked there for a long time and you know all of the leaders, you know, socially, you still got to do the right thing. Number nine, this is important. Please come to work unless you really, really can't. We hired you to do your job. We hired you because we need you to be here. So how about you come to work, right? And yes, there are about 752 reasons in California why it, why an employee doesn't have to come to work. You know, from witness leave to COVID-19 supplemental sick leave to the California Family Rights Act and everything in between. But just come to work. We need you here. We need you to do the job. Yes, if you're working remotely, you're going to come to work in your living room or in your home office. But the idea is be committed to doing it. Don't always look for a way out, right? That's important. Number 10, work as a team. Collaborate. Last week, we talked about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the, the word that we think is missing um, from that equation, if you will, which is belonging, be belonging, right? Being part of a team, being part of an effort. That's really important for people to feel like they matter and they want to be part of an organization. I think this is a lot of what happened during COVID. When COVID first started and it really began affecting the workplace with layoffs in March of 2020. And what we were seeing in our practice is employees were so worried about their family and they didn't feel a lot of support from their workplace because the workplace was worried about their family that everything just sort of crumbled. And a lot of organizations ended up going out of business, ended up going fully remote because they couldn't keep it together. They couldn't keep that team effort going when there was so much going on in the world. But this is when we need the team effort when everything's a little crazy, when there are a lot of different things going on out there. So working as a team, collaborating, that being belonging, that is critical. Number 11, show gratitude. I know we just have Thanksgiving and I was thinking on Thanksgiving about everything I'm grateful for. I have so many things in my life that I am so appreciative of and yet I don't think about it all the time. And I, I think it's such a great idea to have a gratitude practice where you really take time to recognize the things for which you are grateful. I really think it's important for us to try to find gratitude at work in every person in the workplace. Some people we're going to connect with more than others, but find something about someone, about everyone you can be grateful for. That gratitude breeds positivity. It breeds people following the rules, doing the right thing, making sure that they are really engaged in the projects and what is happening in the workplace. Number 12 is do your best every single time. We have to go out there and do our best no matter who we are in the workplace, no matter what we're doing every single time. Now, will we do that? No, it's really hard to do that every single time, but that's gotta be what we're striving for. If we're striving for, well, I'll try to do my best when I can, well, then you're not gonna get there, right? You're, you're aiming too low. We, we've really gotta set our sights on doing the very best we can in every piece of our job, every day. Is that easy? No, 
It's not. But I'll tell you what, I've been learning so much more about that since I started running our firm in 2017. And the, the idea of always striving to do my best. It doesn't mean I won't make a mistake. I do all the time. It doesn't mean I'll be perfect. I'm far from it. But holding that as a standard, as an expectation for me, I think it makes me a better person. I think it makes me a better lawyer. It makes me a better leader. And it's one of those things that I don't think we should disregard in the workplace. Just because you get good at your job, the technical aspects of your job, that's great, but that's not enough, right? You also want to think about how you're interacting with other people, the impact you have on other people. It's important. So my 12 wishes for the holidays, for the workplace, be kind, take ownership, invest in your team, tell employees what you want, follow the rules, give credit where credit is due, stop assuming, mind your P's and Q's, come to work unless you really, really can't, work as a team, show gratitude, and do your best every single time. Thank you so much for joining me today, everyone. Have a great rest of your day and keep up the good work. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. 